This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. How are the Giants going to win this game, Gordon? That they could be as talented as they were since the Super Bowl teams? But it's all going to be on Daniel Jones. And while people can say that Dak Prescott better, he's better resume, I think we kind of know what Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott's 30 years old. Daniel Jones is 26. And we're still kind of finding last year was really Daniel Jones's first year with a functioning coaching staff. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that that's the area for why Giant fans are, are as, excited as they are even though it seems like the Cowboys are the deeper team and the more win now kind of team. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Yankees have won five in a row Gordon. How about those Yankees? In it to win World it. Series back on Larry. Oh baby. Everybody's yes. safe. Everybody's safe. You ever have to call up and, like, cancel an appointment? You think something's wrong? Yes. And and you find, oh, no, it's actually not as bad. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to need to go to the doctor for this. Whatever mm-hmm. it was went away on its own. Yep. That's the deep dive. The Yankee deep dive. That company they were going to bring in, they are calling them in the morning. Yes. We're good. Bright and early to cancel the appointment. We're good. We're good. We're we don't good. need a deep dive. Oh, come on. Look at us. Look at us now. We got Jason Dominguez. Yes. And every day he gets a hit or hits a home run or does something. That's and, right. Uh, we're good. We're rolling. We're rolling. We got our center fielder for next year. I hope so. We're good. We got our catcher for next year. Hope so. It just shows you if they had just had a functioning outfielder and catcher, somebody who can provide some offense. Been- I don't know. Maybe maybe things wouldn't have looked so bad. You're right. And you knew that going in. Yep. We'll talk baseball next hour here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's not let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, you're up on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good evening, Larry, GD, and thank you for sparing me from the baseball talk. That was just... <laughs> World Series back on. The Martian has brought the Yankees oh, back to the playoff break. That's it. Uh, is that the same place where you got the jet algorithm? Gordon, <laughs> what? We we will see about the algorithm. Hey, look, you you can make you can poke fun all you want. Um, uh, last year I did very well in the picks, and this is and of all the picks this year, there is nothing I feel more strongly about than the Jets are going to be a really good team. Oh man, oh, I hope so too. So here's uh, the thing with um, DJ with, with Mr. Reed here. Um, I, I I I I I do find the you know. The whole media cycle, you know, because everyone should know that this is what, what what it turns into, which is everybody gets to weigh in and, you know, have these crazy takes and everything that goes along with it. But to me, you know, and you are right, Gordon, I don't remember those defenses in the beginning of the season talking about how great they were going to be. But, you know, throughout the season and throughout most of, you know, even the beginning of the season, 
I remember Richard Sermon and, you know, Ray Lewis and all those guys were pretty much yapping how great, how, how great they were individually. So, you know, it was, you know, and, and, and as a team, so it wasn't, you know, all, all these defenses do have that braggadocious, you know, calling out and, you know, having that mockery in them. So it doesn't surprise me, but it wasn't needed. I do agree that it wasn't needed. But I'm kind. But I, I, I'm one of those that I'm like I, I'm glad that they do have it, and I don't mind, you know, the criticism that is, you know, that gets towards his Rob Sala's way with the T-shirts and all of that other stuff, because I think that in, in a lot of cases this is this is the new alchemy, and we are living in an age of post-social media where. Everyone gets to, you know, point, um, say out their opinion, even though we don't have to, as you said, Gordon. But it is, it, it, it is what it is. This is the day and age that we work in, and especially with the Mike White T-shirts. I'm like, hey, maybe if Zach White actually showed up to, um, I'm sorry, Zach Wilson actually showed up to practice a couple times and actually earned the respect of his locker room teammates, they wouldn't have made T-shirts for him. To for 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 the backup and you know and and had that rousing support when he was named as a starter. There are some times where we do have to put responsibility on prof- on individual professionals as well. We can't just keep blaming the manager for the work culture that was where the person alienated themselves from the rest of the group. Yeah, you know what, Jose, that's a good point. Um, thanks for the phone call. But I I will say this: um, when you have a young team. I think there's more of a responsibility, Gordon, for you to be that person that understands there's limits to how you want to go. Am I am I asking Robert Sala to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bill Belichick? No, I'm not asking him to be Bill Belichick. But I do think, you know, that's dividing your team, Gordon. And nothing, we all know, he knows it, everybody knows it, that covers football, that's played football, that talks football, that's watched football. Nothing splits up a locker room like a quarterback battle. Nothing. Players take sides all the time. This is my guy. That guy's not good. So he only really furthered it. Was it his thought process to, hey, you know what? Maybe this will put a fire under this kid. Maybe this is something that gets the kid going. Maybe he'll, he'll I want to see how he handles this. I want to see what his leadership is like. Well, guess what? All that should have been done in the interview. You shouldn't have to put him to a situation like this where he's just brutal. And then they're wearing T-shirts to back up the backup. I mean, you know, we all know that quarterback controversies, as I said, and it splits up a team. We all know that people take sides in the locker room. This was as open as Gordon I can, I think I've ever seen was to be the way it was last year. Yeah. Uh, and nobody seemed to reel it in in any way. Nope. And- that's I think that's kind of on the coach to do that, and it and it would be one thing if the the quarterback was away from the team or was traded or something like that. He was still there. He's still there now. Yeah, yep. That's right. That's right. And still trying to and still trying to get up from it. Yeah. And, and Gordon, uh, not much difference. <laughs> no. <laughs> not much difference. I'm just saying. I, but I heard that he was taking all these steps and training camp and these these exhibition games and the progress. And Well, he, here's what it is, Gordon. He at least runs forward instead of running backwards. 
There's, there's something there. He at least is able to make a couple of plays deep. He at least uh, is doing is trying to do a better job at looking off receivers. But once again, you know, this is going to take a long time. I don't think. No, he, it's never. I don't never. think that he – I don't think Gordon, he's – it's going to take a long time for him to be a serviceable backup. He's not a starter in the NFL. But, you know, maybe you can do some things where you put him in some RPOs. He makes a couple of plays. Maybe he could be a backup at some point in time in his career. Not now, but at some point in time with some more work. And listen, maybe with to give him the benefit of the doubt, Gordon, Maybe if he had an experience coordinator that would have put him in situations where he could have at least gotten some confidence, maybe then at least he would be serviceable. But you brought him in, a rookie quarterback, with a rookie coordinator who had never called plays before in his life, with a rookie head coach. I mean, Gordon, how's that supposed to work? In defense of Zach Wilson, I'm not trying to say he's the great quarterback and it's their fault. All of it's not their fault. But I'm saying they didn't help him out, didn't bring in the backup quarterback. I mean, Gordon, damn. <laughs> well, the, if Zach Wilson is ever going to work out in the NFL, it will be somewhere else. It's not going no to question. be here. No, uh, so and he is one of those guys that if, if I, I don't know if there will be interest from one of the – he's got to go to one of those situations where he's not going to be the starter right away, clearly. He could not be. I, I mean, it would be ridiculous. But he has to go to one of those places and hope to get a chance because of injury or something like that. He's got to go to a 49ers. He's got to go to a Chiefs. He's got to go someplace that's got real structure in place, that has a real coaching staff in place, that has had success, and it's one of those places that you always feel better when guys go there. Like when a guy gets picked up by Kansas City, we yes. always think, okay, this guy's going to be better because he went to Kansas City. That's yep. the type of thing that he's got to get. Maybe not Kansas City because Mahomes is not going anywhere there. Nope. But that's the type of situation that he, he's got to find like that perfect spot. That's why I think that if Sam Darnold, I'm almost interested to see if Sam Darnold does get a chance this year in San Francisco to see. Because mm -hmm. if it's not going to work there, it's not going to work anywhere. Now, it's nope. probably not going to ever work anywhere. No. But that's the type of thing I think Zach Wilson would need. And it will be someplace else. I don't care if, if, um, if, if Aaron Rodgers only plays this year. He changes his mind, and he's only going to play this year. There's no way with everything that's happened the Jets could ever go back to Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback. No. I, it, how? How? They, they can't. That's why they've got a big problem, Gordon. And I'm looking down the road. And, and you know, enjoy it now. You, you know, this is good. you got a Hall of Fame quarterback here. It's the best quarterback you've had in decades. Okay? Consistently, that's going to have more than one year because Brett Favre only stopped by for a cup of coffee. But then, Gordon, at the end, they got to find a way to get a quarterback. And if everything goes well, they're not going to draft one because they're going to finish too high. They have to find a quarterback. That's all tomorrow. That's 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 tomorrow's problems, Larry. That, that's Friday's problems on a Tuesday, right? I mean, yep. th there will be a – and that's why there's more pressure on the Jets to get this done because the way you've gone is, is with a quarterback who has a shelf life. I don't know yep. if it's one year. I don't know if it's two years, but it's a shelf life. And when he leaves, you're back at square zero – you're back at ground zero. Just like you were when Brett Favre left. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Back at ground zero again.
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I would just say, <laughs> when we're talking about great defenses, uh, yes. I looked up uh, the Legion of Boom. They had six games where they held teams to single digits. Mm-hmm. The 85 Bears had 17, seven games. They held teams to single digits, including mm-hmm. two playoff shutouts. I did not look at the uh, Ravens team from the Super Bowl. You get the point. I do. If, I do. If, if you are going to be part of that conversation, you will know it right away. Yes. You definitely will. And you see what it looks like because your offense scored a lot in single digits last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so, unfortunately, you've seen it. Very good point. Absolutely. That's unfortunate. But, you know, that's why, you ho- that's why Jet fans are like, God. If we, as bad as Aaron Rodgers was last year, Gordon, just wouldn't have made the playoffs if he was here last year playing like that. Oh, no question. I mean, by a if wide they, margin. If they had had Aaron Rodgers for like the last like two or three games, they didn't even need him the whole season. You're right. He could have came in December. Right. He could have <laughs> came at the last minute. <laughs> and they went to the playoffs. They would have. Unbelievable. Back to the phones. Trey is in Brooklyn, Texas, Gordon. Oh, look at this. And wow. he joins us next on 9870 ESPN. Hi, Trey. I hear it's rather toasty up the 95 corridor, fellas. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah, it was <laughs> a little, was, little warm I, I love today, the heat. I love it. And I like to, like, almost save it up in, like, a reservoir because I know what's coming here in a couple of months. <laughs> but even today was – even for me today, it was like, this is a little much. <laughs> I, I, I told I told the great Joe, I said, man, well, welcome to my world, you know, because it's yeah. still 102 down here. Oh. <laughs> and I ain't even and I ain't even bring them the heat index yet. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but there's no global warming, guys. Don't worry about it. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the good part. Before I even do anything, man, you know, I'm lucky, right, because. I got people's phone numbers. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to reach out to social media. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I, I got a chance to talk to the birthday the birthday man on his birthday. So big up that boy Buddha. You know what I'm saying? Happy born day, God. Like, yo, that's just, you know, I, I had to say that because that's, you know, that, that's a that's a hell of a guy right there. So oh, yeah. and, he, and he always does the same for, for me. Mm-hmm. So I always have to return that. So, yo, yo, happy born to the boy Buddha, man, for real. Yes. Um... I don't mind the kids talking, man. You know, kids talk. You know, Larry G, this is what they do. The kids talk. It's not smart to do that. You know, I wouldn't do it, you know, if I was, you know, because you're putting a bigger target where there already is a huge, huge target, right? You don't want to add any pressure to this thing. We got enough pressure. The city is pressure. You know, the Giants are putting that pressure. You know, the Dolphins and the Bills are going to put that pressure. So, you know, you don't need it. But I think that I think that at the end of the day, man, like I told Joe, I think that I'll be glad when the games start because this will probably be very much to do about nothing if we was playing games already. You know what I he mean? So this is just good to – yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have said – because mm-hmm. I also think, too, it's like, you know – you know, even with the preseason games, Larry and G, it's like, you you know, you still – you think you're really good. You know, been running around in shorts since April. You feel good about yourself. You see in the cameras and, you know, the, you know, the, you know Barton Hahn and Larry and G talking, Michael K talking, the boys in the morning talking. 
it it, it does have a, a certain build up to it, but temper it, man. You know, that you let come on, Larry. I know you. If you could put your arm around DJ Reed right now, you'd be like, brother, please. We don't need this right now. No, you don't need this right now. That's what I was you don't. Yeah, because you because he's the one that got to go out and and, and they have saying. to they have to back it up. That's right. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Trey, it's it's so true. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. Always good hearing from you. I mean, Gordon, these are the guys. Darrell Rivas never said that. You ever hear Darrell Rivas talk about <laughs> talk about the Jet defense? I don't believe so. No. Now maybe he did. Not um, much. No, hardly ever. Right. I mean, he would downplay Rivas Island. He would mm-hmm. kind of be, you know, uncomfortable talking about Rebus Island. Now, he would he he give you a little wry smile when people like Chad Ochocinco would make some comments about, you know, there's no such thing as Rebus Island for him. You know, he he give you a little wry smile, hey, 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 and then he'd go out and shut him down, and that would be it. And you know, but once again, I get it. That's this generation. The, the trash talking, I get it. I'm not trying to be the old man on the lawn, old man in the chair on the lawn saying, get out of here. But I just think this is what happens when, you ha- when you're talking to players and there's no games. I mean, it's been two weeks. It seems like it's been a year since the last, <laughs> the last preseason game. And so yeah, but asking I mean, the same questions. It's like, you know, you should know better. He's a veteran. You should know. I'm sure every team has guys who are uber confident in their abilities. And it doesn't seem like there's any other team that talks like this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure Kayvon Thibodeau is uber confident mm-hmm. in what he's going to do this season. But I haven't heard him talking about we're going to do this and we're going to do that. No. Nope. All you got to do is go do it. Yeah. If you go do it. We'll do all the talking th- that you need, and you can yep. if you want. If you want to add to it, certainly by all means, it's you that's doing it. But you will be recognized. There, there's no, there's no great defenses or no great players or no great teams that go unrecognized. Yep. There'll be more than enough credit to go around. But Brian De- Brian Dayball is not that kind of coach, Gordon. No, he's not. He's not that kind of coach. You're not gonna, you know. Look at look at what uh, Thibodeau got into when he was celebrating next. I forgot who the quarterback Nick was. Foles, that he laid it? out. Yeah, I think it was Nick Foles. Was it not? Yeah, I forgot who it was. And just you know, let him have it. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't know. He's like, I didn't know he was hurt. Wow. He's celebrating, laying <laughs> lying right next to <laughs> your him. Your leg is your leg is kicking into him while he's <laughs> writhing on the ground. I don't know how you didn't know. Yeah, What's this what, thing that I keep kicking? What is that? What is this? Oh, it's the guy I just tackled. Yeah, didn't he get up and leave already? <laughs> what is he still doing there? Why is he still lying on the ground? He's writhing in pain because he just broke a couple of ribs. Oh, it's unbelievable. So I tell you what, let's take some phone calls. How about that, Gordon? All right. That Bobby's good. in Long Island. What's Sounds up, Bobby? Yes. Hi. How are you? Great. Um, I called. I called yesterday, guys, and uh, yes. you're still poo-pooing it. Uh, the Yankees picked up another game. Um, Texas is three four. Like I said, it's like a broken. I understand it's a broken record. Four and fifteen. Their last nineteen games. Vivaldi came back and got bombed. Scherzer did his usual choke job tonight. Toronto lost to a bad team in Oakland. Who's missing three fourths of their infield. Now you know I'm not going to say the Yankees are going to come back and, and catch these guys, but you, you guys purported and I think it's a real possibility. You know that you know three fourths of the infield are going to be out for a few more games in Toronto, and Texas keeps three four like they've been doing. Uh, with Evaldi and Scherzer pitching like this, I mean, 
there's a real strong possibility that, you know, the Yankees can make this very interesting. There's still over 20 games left in the season. World Series back on, Bobby. No question about it. It just took me an no, extra day to get on board. There's been crazier things that have happened, though. There's been crazier oh, things that have happened. Absolutely. Crazier things have happened. Well, look, the Red Sox are still in front of them. Um, they're still well, they're, they, what, well, seven games back. They always... just got back over 500 for the first time in a while. Um, but it, well, I'm just it's saying certainly that better it, than the it, alternative. Well, I think Stan, like I said, Stan is the key. If, if he could stay healthy, which he looks like he is out finally. And hits and and hits the ball for them and Domingo's you know and you know that's two hitters that are doing it that they haven't had before. Lemayu's been hitting lately. That's a third hitter that's hitting that hasn't hit before. So you're talking about adding really three players to the lineup that have really been. Those two times have only been like you know six, seven, six games, seven games, whatever it's been. But you know they got Milwaukee. It's a tough series coming up. But if they could get through Milwaukee and cut this lead down to to a half, you know, four or five games with with 15, 20 games left, and you know, free falling Texas and Toronto is banged up. It, there's, I know they got to catch Boston too, but only a couple of games behind Boston now. So I mean, it, it's a real possibility, and uh, you know, everyone thought they were dead, including myself. But um, you know, I guess you'll know after the Milwaukee series where where, where if if the, if the miracle is, I'm not gonna say a miracle, but close to a miracle happens. If they pretty close to a miracle. It. If they make the playoffs, that's pretty close to a miracle. <laughs> I mean, they were under but, 500 but, but I, until tonight, but, uh, until yesterday. Yeah, I understand that, but I'm looking at the other two teams. They're not exactly, you know. I know, Toronto, but I mean, Toronto, it, it, it doesn't matter how many games those teams lose unless the Yankees keep winning. I mean, they have to keep winning, and, and well, it's great that they're going to – it's great that they did what they did against Houston. Well, if they go, if they, and it's if great they what they're doing against, Te- against Detroit, but they still have right. Boston, if, who well, they've not they played well seven, against. They still have Toronto to, that they haven't played well against. So, well, they got that's another thing. They got six games with Toronto, so they yep. they have the destiny in their hands with Toronto and Texas. They don't have the destiny, but Texas is falling. They got Seattle. I know they have to play Seattle a few more games. I don't know how many more they have with Houston. I don't know if they're done with Houston. Look at their schedule, but Texas is losing to every. They're four and four. This they is not the time of the season. This is in May. They've been four. And, they've been four and fifteen. They last nineteen games. This is where you really feel the pressure. I mean, May you could. Tampa Bay went through that in May, but this is in May. This is September. So I mean, you know, this is you know, I could see Texas four, but I want to get to the Jets. I know I took a lot of your time. You know, everyone's t- you know, Rogers, Coach Rogers brought in, um, you know, two receivers from Green Bay. Even though all three of them haven't won a playoff game in two years. You know, Cobb's an old receiver. Lazard drops a lot of passes. The Kansas City wide receiver they got is injury prone. Okay, I really think that, you know, that they should go after Mike Evans. I know they I, – I think that it may, even if they get in the playoffs, they're not going nowhere. If, if not, I don't, not with this receiving core. And, uh, you know, as far as Evans, they could get him for a second rounder. Yeah, I gave up the first round because if Rogers plays 80% of the games. So Evans is an older receiver who gets his injury prone himself. So they could, they could get him for a second rounder. But that, that would be the perfect deep ball threat. To go with Wilson, but why they're, they're would they, but Bobby, why would they want an injury-prone receiver? Well, but Evans has been there for he's won a Super Bowl. He's been clutch for them. He can stay healthy, and he, and you know him and Godwin were pretty damn good with Brady. So I mean Wilson, I don't see Wilson with any of these other three receivers getting far if they get into the playoffs if they want to advance. And you know, and also their backup offensive tackles are horrible. It showed that. In a Tampa Bay uh, joint practice, they've been horrible in preseason. And Turner and uh, Mitchell. So if one of their offensive tackles goes down, you have a, tack- a starting tackle hasn't played in two years with knee injuries, and the other one's 38 years old, coming off shoulder surgery. So 
So chances are those one of those two or both of them aren't going to finish the year. So, you know, everyone's got them in the Super Bowl. They haven't beaten the Patriots in eight years. Okay, let them beat the Patriots. In fairness, they, they haven't beaten anybody about. really in eight years. Well, I'm just saying they're talking Super Bowl already. And, well, Bobby, and, and even well, but defense, why not? But Bobby, Bobby, why not? Yeah. Have, they had a, have they had a quarterback as good as Aaron Rodgers in the past ten years? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm worried about the attack. Bobby, answer my question. Have they had a quarterback as good no. as Aaron Rodgers in the but, past 10 years? No, but, uh, okay. but Rodgers. So hold, 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 hold it, hold it. All right. Now, as bad as the – would you say the quarterback play was bad last year? Oh, it's horrible. But okay. you've got to – So last year, last year, Bobby, last year this team yeah. won seven games with horrible quarterback play. Are you telling me that they can't win another three games with a better quarterback? I didn't say they can't get in the playoffs, but you know, but their offensive but line. But yeah, you is, did. Is, you, is, but I, I thought they couldn't make it the playoffs, Bobby. And thanks for the phone no, call because here's what you said. You said, well, the tight, they don't have receivers. The receivers are no good. The backup tight, the the backup tackles are no good. Uh, I don't know how. Gordon, I don't know how they're going to make it. Yeah, maybe they they're, just can't. Still be struggling together. I think I'll be struggling. It's fair to question whether or not the jet ceiling is as high as as some of us are absolutely. making it out to be. That absolutely. is absolutely fair. No question. Because this is not the first time we've spent an entire lead up to a season talking up the Jets only for it to fall flat. So absolutely. I can absolutely understand that. But I think I think Bobby was was painting the negatives a little. You can go through every single team. In mm-hmm. the NFL or in any sport, and you yep. can pick at things. There's no teams that are automatic starting week one, and they're, and they're just going to roll through anything anymore. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, he was just like, "Woo!" It was depressing. And look, I hate the Jets. <laughs> I despise the Jets. I know you do. I, I I have I have spent my life despising. I have I've I've stopped being friends with people because they're Jet fans. So I know. I get it. I get it too. I understand. Listen, <laughs> I've covered those teams. I know you really must been. have hated them, right? You're staying in the Bates <laughs> Motel on the road following the Jets, not you know, getting so, any sleep. Believe me, I know. But I would have to say that the wide receiving core is a little better than what Bobby's given the credit for. Here's the thing. They yep. have – I think they even had a top five defense last year. So yeah. the defense should be good enough to do whatever you want to do. Yes. The skill positions – are better than they've been in a very long time. Garrett Wilson, it, it would not shock me at all if by the end of this season, Garrett Wilson is considered one of the best receivers in the sport if he's not already there based on last year. Mm-hmm. You'd have to think he's going to be a lot better with functional quarterback play. Yep. They have two running backs. Brees Hall last year was like the toast of the town when he was healthy. Now, he wasn't healthy the whole season. Nope. And when he went down, the season went down. Yep. But they have him and they have Dalvin Cook. The offensive line is a little bit of a question, but as you said, they won seven games last year with a bad a, offensive line. <laughs> right, a, 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 a terrible offensive line and quarterback play that was about as bad as we've seen. And now you're adding a four-time MVP that if he he had a down year last year, if he just replicates what he did last year, you're going to win 10 games. Yeah, easily. Easily now, Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm not, okay, I'm not saying yeah. that. You you could uh, look. You can say outside of like two or three teams predicting anybody to go to the Super Bowl is is going out on a limb, right? Yeah. Take yep. the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles out of it, and the Niners. Take those mm-hmm. four teams out. 
predicting anyone else essentially to go to the Super Bowl seems a bit outrageous. It does. Like Jacksonville. Like Jacksonville. <laughs> this is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go back to the phone. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, Sam is in Brooklyn. What's up, Sam? Hey, what's up, big guy? Listen, I, I called it before, and I'm going to say it again. I called it. I called this radio channel. I spoke to you uh, the first time when we lost to the Patriots last season. Just season has just passed. And I said the Jets should contact Green Bay and trade for Aaron Rodgers. Listen, we got Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to tell you the truth. This year, if we, we're going to make this, if we if we make the Super Bowl this year, we might win, might not win, but guaranteed, 100% next year we're going to be in the Super Bowl, and we're going to win. You get all these guys calling about, Injury prone wide receivers get Evans. Who are they talking about? We are loaded at wide receiver. We are loaded on defense. We are loaded. We didn't even have offensive line. It collapsed. We didn't, we lost Brees Hall. We got Dalvin Cook. What are they talking about? Get ready to rock. Jets are gonna run people over. All gas, no brakes. Let's go. All right, Sam. Thanks for the phone call. Very, very happy Jet fan. Oh, he's ready to go. He's ready to go, Gordon. Stuff to do. He is I would like to uh, start a new file on the computer. Okay. Where I just uh, ask you to save calls. Mm-hmm. And, and you just clip them and, and, and keep them in a file. Just, just who knows for what reason? Who knows? But if we were to do that, I would, I would like to have that call saved somewhere if we could. Mm-hmm. Thank you, okay. Joe. Thank you, Harvey. Okay. Uh, by the way, Larry, I went back and looked at the 2000 Ravens. Yes. In terms of great defenses. Yes. They had nine games where they held their opponents to single digits, mm-hmm. not including the playoffs where they held three teams to single digits, including the Giants in the Super Bowl. The mm-hmm. only game they gave up more than single digits, they gave up 10 to the Titans. They had four shutouts in the regular season. And maybe their greatest accomplishment, their defense was so good they could win with Trent Dilfer. We didn't give them a lot of offense either. No. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that, how good was your defense? We won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. That's it. If you're making the case that the Ravens are the greatest defense of all time, I think that that has to be thrown into the equation. Can I be honest with you? I think they are. I give them a slight edge over the 85 Bears. You know what I it was with the, ba- the Bears? The Bears looked – more impressive yeah because they, they were they're hitting the quarterback yes. and they're sacking yes. and turnover i mean yep. they were just mauling people but they yeah I, I think you could make a, a convincing a case slight, the ravens slight edge yeah slight edge both were both were obviously historically great historically uh, great yes but i mean mcmahon dilfer mcmahon dilfer i i <laughs> you know i just think that mcmahon was able to give the Bears defense more rest than Dilfer was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dilfer had them right back out there. Dilfer they, had, and, and both of them had maniac linebackers, Singletary and mm-hmm. Ray Lewis, both of them. In the playoffs, they averaged five points allowed. <laughs> and they played four playoff games. It wasn't like they just played one playoff game. This is the Ravens. This is the Ravens. That's why they he gave said up, the 85 Bears. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, they, they gave up three to the Broncos. They gave oh. up 10 to the Titans. They gave up three to the Raiders, and they gave up seven to the Giants. 
And they probably scored more touchdowns than Dilford did on yeah, turnovers and, yep, and interceptions yep. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a I mean, Ed Reed. That's a great team. That's a great defensive a great team, defense, Gordon. Of course, it's one of the first oh. ones you have to think of when you talk yeah. about the great defenses. I mean, they time. were dominant. You talk about dominant, unbelievable. Mark is in Newark. What's up, Mark? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Mark. Hey. Okay. So, uh, I love the kids' uh, enthusiasm, and to be honest with you. I'm in lockstep with him because what he said was that they want to be that. That's where I've been been hearing this all day long. He said that they're going to be there. He never said that. He said they want to be. That's the key word in that whole, his whole interview or whatever it was. He said we want to be historically great. I love that. And the last thing I'm going to say, because, you know, my pom-poms are still under the bed, so <laughs> I'm not going to pull them out yet. But what I will tell you is this. I, I expect a smackdown against Buffalo, and I'm, I'm confident that I'm going to get it. So for every time when I call every week, I'm just going to have four words. We are the dragon. That's all I got. All right, Mark. Thanks for the phone call. And, and to be clear, he did not say that they hope to be. He said, I am very confident. I think we have the potential to be the best defense in the NFL. Honestly, I think we can be historical. Not just the best defense in the league, but I think we can be a historical defense like the 85 Bears, like the Legion of Boom in 2013. I think we can be that dominant if we just put all things together. Okay. Got it. Mike is in New York. We want to be. Right. We we could be. Mike is in New York. What's up, Mike? Hello. Mike. Yeah, yeah. How you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call, gents. Go ahead, Mike. We got you. Yeah. All right. Great, great, great. Just one of you, a longtime Jet fan. Jim Harris had the record shop in my neighborhood in the 60s. He was a backup defensive lineman back then. Got traded Super Bowl year, but... You know, the other guy who called about the wide receivers, I, you know, I think he's a little bit off base also. And talking about offensive lines, I don't know any offensive line in the NFL that has depth outside of maybe the Cowboys, now that they signed their main guy again. You know, offensive line is tough. They, like I said, they won seven games last last year with nobody. If Mike White doesn't play with three broken ribs, they might win the last game. i got to be honest with you. So with that being said, I think they got a great shot to make the playoffs. Would I love to see them make the Super Bowl? Absolutely. But the reality is all I want to do is see them make the playoffs. It's been 13 years, and just like every other Jet fan that has some knowledge of football, I just want to see them make the playoffs, and then we'll go from there. Let's get the one step at a time. And if you're talking about the best defenses, i got to think it's the Ravens, and I'll tell you why. Because the, the Bears' offense was far better than the Ravens in 2000. You're forgetting one thing that no one mentioned. They had arguably the best all-around running back to ever play the game, and that's Walter Payton. So just wanted to give you my two cents, and let me know what you think about that. Guys, have a good night, and be safe. All right, Mike. Thanks for checking in. I think that's – listen, that sounds about right, Gordon. That, that's, a, that's a veteran fan who's got modest expectations and says, listen, I just want to get to the postseason. I get it, Gordon. When you haven't been to the postseason in over a decade, you, you, that's where you want to go. 
Yeah, well, I, I but I think that that is a start, and I think that it, it's easy to say that right now. Hey, I just want to go to the playoffs. But if you go to the playoffs and you lose right away, right? Like you go in as a wild card and you lose mm-hmm. the first the first round. Okay, it's better than it's been in a long time. But it's disappointing. But it's you disappointing. You got to go deep into the playoffs. I mean, you, this is a team that set a this is a win now kind of team because of the quarterback that you decided to go out and get. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that he, I, I think it was the right guy to go get because I think it is a win-now kind of team. Even though you do have some young players at some big positions, I think that they are a win-now kind of team. But they're definitely that because of the quarterback that they went out and, and, and brought in. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I'm trying to figure out that why at the U.S. Open when tennis players either leave for injury or last night for a bathroom break. Mm-hmm. Why is it there's 105 people that are surrounding them when they come back on the court? It's like all these people. It's like, what, what, what do you think is going to run? You think they're going to run away and leave the, leave the stadium? They got to finish the match. Can't, can't, can't they go in the bathroom in peace? Apparently not. It's big news. We I thought I pulled my pants one day. Maybe they oh, have my. like odds on like FanDuel or something like that. <laughs> They have to How verify. Long Trust but verify. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I get. Well, what do you think? You think to go back, go back there, and I mean, I just, it's just like so many people around there. It's just crazy. It really is. Yeah, exactly. Packing them in. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Gregory's in West New York. Hey, Greg, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, Greg. So um, I was I wanted to talk about the caller that was talking about how bad the wide receivers are for the Jets. Mm-hmm. I mean, how bad really are they when they're very similar to what Aaron Rodgers played with in, in Green Bay? And I don't think anybody was saying that they were such a bad wide receiver squad. Um, if you think about it, I'm not saying uh, Garrett Wilson is Devontae Adams yet, but similar skill set. You got Lazard, who also played in Green Bay, Randall Cobb. I'm pretty sure uh, Miko Harmon is better than whatever fourth receiver they had. You know what I mean? So for him to say how bad they are, I think it's uh, a little overstated. And two, uh, Mr. Larry, I was telling the guy who screened, I think you're giving the wrong information about Garrett Wilson's interviews with uh, Barton Hahn because they were saying that it's every Tuesday that they would have him, and they would have him on Wednesdays if it's on a Monday, if they play on a Monday. Okay, so he'll be on next Wednesday. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. Got it. Thank you, Gregory. I appreciate it. Well, he said that nobody was complaining about the receivers that uh, Rodgers had in Green Bay. Well, Rodgers was kind of re- complaining he about was. the receivers. The young right? ones, They yeah, don't take any receivers in the first round. And- yep. Because he wanted, because they didn't take care of his boy, right? He didn't take care of his boy Devontae Adams, and so uh, you know, I, I get it. You, you, you know, you you want to, you want your guy that you have the best relationship with to go ahead and, um, you know, do what he's supposed to do. You know, when you have a relationship with a player like that, you want him to keep him, and so they let him go, and then you brought in the kids, and they weren't that great, you know, and and then I guess he didn't have the patience to work with them, Gordon. I but think he know, was too we'll far see. down the road with the relationship with the, the front office. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was just, it was kind of like the final straw. Yep. 
Yep. So now he he's he's turned over a new leaf. He's got a new yes. team. He's gotten everything that he's wanted. Absolutely. Absolutely. No reason that, that he can't uh, go out there and in the right frame of mind. And I do think, Gordon, the tight ends here are a little better than what he had in Green Bay. So I think he'll he'll be able to use them as weapons maybe a little bit more. But clearly the running game is going to be what has him, what's going to help him. And not only does Dalvin Cook and Sal Powell made the conversation yesterday, not only does uh, uh, Dalvin Cook run well and catch the ball well, he's a good blocker. And, that, and that's going to help them too on that offensive line, which we all agree is – not the best. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it was a very small sample size last year, and, and it took a little while to get going because the quarterback play was was really bad early on. But it, it felt like just when Brees Hall was starting to, to find his way with that big game he had against Miami and the big game he had in Green Bay, he goes down in the Denver game, and um, it was that was a big loss. So if he gets back to where he had, and there's no real rush to get him back because of Cook, the Jets have – there's no shortage of weapons on the Jets' offense going into the season. No question. We'll continue with you next on 98.7 ESPN.